So I, a resident of Pike County for 18 years, almost 20 years, and I, like many of the newer residents, came in from the New York, New Jersey area to relocate for a nicer life, a more quiet life, some grass to mow, and to raise our families in just a more beautiful, welcoming environment. And so when my husband and I came out here, we looked, and as we crossed the bridge into the Poconos, we knew we were in the right place, and we still feel that way to this day. However, through my 18 years living here, as a commuter, as a wife, as a mother, there are just different areas where I feel that we could certainly improve services and provide greater access to people of lesser means here in the county and really just improve the quality of life for residents in general. And I've encountered some of these stumbling blocks in my 18 years here, and I've just decided I have a significant uh, number of years of community service. I've served the community from a voluntary standpoint for over 20 years in many different areas. I serve on several boards in the Pocono Mountains, so I do hold a leadership position here in the county, and I just believe that there are things that we should be doing. And unfortunately, what I'm finding as I've gone along in my campaign is that these are not new issues, right? These are things that have been talked about from prior commissioners, even to the most senior commissioner, prior to him coming on board, there are issues um, that we are still talking about. And it's distressing to me because I feel like we are unfortunately being reactive um, instead of proactive. And when we find, let's say, just for argument's sake, when we find a leak, we'll go patch that leak, but we won't necessarily get to the the root of it, the foundation to figure out why does this leak keep happening. And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, During our forum last week, our, our one commissioner's forum where we got to put an exchange of ideas on the table, I read a quote from the 2006 strategic plan from that set of commissioners. It was almost 600 pages And it's something, when I'm elected, it's something that I would like to direct us back to. I know that the current commissioners have a 2035 plan, and they have some other things they've been working on as far as 2022. But when you have something as in-depth and as detailed as almost a 600-page document prepared by prior commissioners, I'm of the mindset that we look at what's been talked about already. Let's go through that to make sure that There's nothing in there that we could be doing or using or reviewing to address these problems that persist. For instance, the majority of the issues that I'm talking about, I was so surprised to see many of them listed as priorities in this strategic plan. Infrastructure issues, which we all know exist. So apparently this is not something new that the the commissioners who are now seated, right, have just discovered. Um, Increasing economic opportunities protecting exceptional water resources, and that ties into the mega warehouse issue, improving mobility opportunities for seniors, retaining young people in the county by providing additional educational employment opportunities, improving healthcare facilities available to county residents. These are things that I just picked out as just living here, right, just being a regular schmegular person. And based on this report, which is quite extensive, This is something that has been going on probably it predated 2006, but those folks were of the mindset to say, let's be proactive and put together a manual or a guidebook that will guide us for the next four years and whomever should assume the helm after us would have a roadmap to properly address these issues. 
I don't know what has occurred, but I can tell you that was 2006. It's 2023. 17 years later, we're still dealing with the same issues. That's troubling to me, right? As a resident and a taxpayer, it's very troubling. So as far as my vision, it's a combination. We look to the past. We look to our elders, so to speak, meaning the prior commissioners and those before us who put good ideas on the table. We don't abandon those. We look at those. We examine them. We take what we can use. And if something is dated, we put it to the side. But to still be talking about the same issues, right, the same, let's say, five core issues, almost 20 years later is very disturbing. When you consider that the senior commissioner has, and he proudly will state, that he's been in public service in terms of local government for almost 20 years combined, right, prior to coming on as a commissioner and his 12 years as commissioner. And I give credit to all three men who are serving right now, because anytime you step up, whether you were appointed or elected, anytime you step up, to serve the people or serve your community for the greater good, you have to applaud it. But at the same time, when folks ask for permission to serve for an additional term, we must observe and review and really be honest about do they have the correct vision? Are they necessarily the right people to move us into the next four years, the next 10 years, the next 20 years? And so that's why I'm running, because I do believe that my strengths have been demonstrated in this community. I have a common sense approach. I'm an independent thinker, and I'm also a wife and mom. So I bring a different set of eyes to the table that we haven't had in terms of someone that's been elected for almost 25 years, or maybe for at least 25 years. So for many reasons, my energy, my excitement, my willingness to work with people, my ability to bridge two two opposing sides and have them come to the table to find resolution and common ground. These are things I would like to bring to the commissioner's table. Now, access to healthcare in rural areas is, is a pressing issue. What measures do you recommend to guarantee that residents in remote parts of the county receive high-quality healthcare services, particularly considering that Pike County lacks a hospital? Correct. And that was another reason um, that I didn't mention the, uh, to, in, in my response to the, to the first question. I was one of thousands of women who had to leave Pike County to give birth to my, my son. Right. And so imagine coming back home for all of us who are proud to be Pike Countyans to come back home with a birth certificate for our child that's not in the county. Th- those are things people take for granted. Right. And so we are unfortunately given the title or we're known for being the only county in the Commonwealth to date that does not have a hospital. And so what I would like to see, and again, I applaud uh, the commissioners who were able to begin uh, on the road to getting us a mini hospital. Um, I understand that there are two potential urgent care centers that are slated to be opening. We don't have a date, but I'm assuming at some point in the near future, maybe the next year or two, I would hope. Um, But I feel like that's great, but we should always be thinking for the future. Even when it comes to the mini hospital, I am on the board of greater of the Greater Pike Community Foundation, where the hospital foundation is housed, and I look forward to seeing great work coming from those individuals. But one of the main things that they are tasked with is fundraising, and I know that the 
North, the Northwell company and the, the other partner will be looking for upwards of $20 million from the county before a shovel is put in the dirt. So there's quite a lot of work that still needs to happen. And I'm a strong believer in public and private partnerships when possible and when ethical. And so we need to be doing a lot of things. We need to be having fundraisers among private individuals. We need to be looking at sponsorships where possible. We need to be looking at grants as far as on the federal and state level just a large combination of things, but we also most importantly need to be honest with the people and be clear with, be clear to them about how long this could potentially take. I think one of the things that's so frustrating for most folks is, and I've heard this a lot on the campaign trail, is that they don't get enough transparency. How true that is in every instance, I couldn't speak to, but when you hear it enough times, you recognize that there's a theme. And so sometimes oversharing is important. So at least you can say, I did put it out there. They may not necessarily pick it up and read it, but at least we can say, we told you. Mm -hmm. And so when and where possible, we must do that. But for me, in addition to the mini hospital, I do have questions, though, about what type of services would be offered? Would there be a nick in terms of maternal care? Would women be able to successfully give birth here? Would we still have to travel to Port Jervis, Allentown, et cetera, for that type of treatment? But I'm also looking at, from a standpoint of some of the other issues that concern the county, which would be opioid addiction, depression, and things like that. We need a robust, comprehensive health care system here in Pike County, and that would include behavioral care, mental health care. So much um, of what leads to addi addiction starts with depression and starts with mental health concerns. And so in whatever ways we are able to be proactive and figure out how to bring more of those services to the county, we should be doing that. And that's what I intend to do as commissioner. One of the concerns voiced by some Pike residents pertains to the impending construction of a sizable warehouse in Milford. They worry about the potential issues with increased traffic, strain on the local infrastructure, and the warehouse's location, which is said to be directly above an aquifer. The question that arises is, can Pike County effectively manage growth while safeguarding the environment? Or is this a challenge balanced to, to strike? I think it's both. I think the answer is yes from one perspective. I refer back to that 2006 strategic plan. One of the things it called for was for the Pike County Conservation District, and I'm not saying that this did not occur, but I'm saying one of the things that it did call for was for the Pike County Conservation District to do a thorough uh, inventory of all of our natural resources, all of our areas um, that could be compromised in terms of development, and figure out the best way to secure that. Another recommendation from the 2006 strategic plan called for a some sort of discussion with municipalities and the commissioners to encourage them to revisit their ordinances to make sure that we are properly preserving and protecting our natural resources. And it distresses me when we are looking at this particular site for the mega warehouse, when one of the um, commissioners, the one who was appointed, the one who was uh, most recently appointed, speaks with pride about how he was one of the legal minds um, who successfully fought back uh, a Home Depot project that was slated for that same location. And so when I hear things like that, I say to myself, then why are we here again? If you've been aware of the dangers or um, the hazards with respect to this with respect to this aquifer, why did you not make it your business to communicate to the municipalities that they must revisit the ordinance, that they must rewrite it 
to make sure that we are properly protecting and preserving. We should not be here again. And that's 2000, 2023. Almost 25 years later, we're still running into the same problem. So you see the theme that gives me concern, just as a resident, let alone uh, as a candidate for commissioner. And with respect to this particular aquifer, yes, we we had a news article um, from last week where a tractor trailer overturned right at the exit in question that would bring tractor trailers 24-7 to this particular site. Now imagine, that was a nice warm day. What happens when the road is icy? What happens when the road is rainy and you have a higher number of tractor trailers? It's really a law of numbers when you think about how long it's going to be before the unthinkable occurs. And so when we're not expecting someone who's going to take over that particular area to have a plan in place to address an immediate threat to the water supply. The Pike County Conservation District put out um, a newsletter recently and said just a quart of motor oil could contaminate a million gallons of water. We're talking about diesel fuel. We're talking about whatever else they could be transporting in, in, in the truck. And so we really, again, should be more proactive and ensure that we are putting residents first. Residents should always come before profit and our natural resources that we all love, that we all either moved here for or appreciate because we were born and raised here, they must come first. And that's what distressed me so much. And that's why I was the only person who was vocal in the in my opposition to this particular project. Now, I'm not saying something can't be built there. I'm saying that particular project, in my mind, is not acceptable when we're talking about putting it on top of an aquifer. What I have suggested would be a wonderful and a welcome um, project for that location would be some type of collaborative space where I know post 9-11, a lot of the larger companies from New York and New Jersey had considered coming out here to create satellite offices. Why aren't we going back to them and encouraging them? Even the folks in Silicon Valley, why aren't we encouraging them to build remote hubs? When we see that post the pan, post pandemic, a lot of companies are allowing folks to work from home, but they're a little concerned about folks working, working in their pajamas, right? And their slippers, we can build a collaborative workspaces where folks can actually go into an office, but not necessarily take on that cost and that stress and strain either on their own vehicle or on their persons by commuting two, three, four, five hours a day. There are ways that we can still bring tax revenue into the county and we can still provide excellent jobs or maintain jobs for folks without putting our environment at risk and putting people at risk, quite frankly. Let's move on to housing. Given the scarcity of new affordable housing or housing developments in rural areas, especially for low-income families, how do you plan Mm -hmm. to ensure that uh, continued accessibility to housing for all residents in Pike County? One of the first things that I'm encouraged by and I always believe in is that um, more hands make light work. And so as much as I know that the three people who will be elected to carry on for the next four years as commissioner have the trust of the people, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the only mind that should be at the table. When you look at the fact that, as I said before, from 2006 and probably beyond then, we're still dealing with some of the same problems. So what that tells me is potentially three minds aren't necessarily enough to solve these problems. In many ways, we are still in development, despite being a county that is a couple hundred years old. We're still in development in certain areas when we're talking about infrastructure, right, healthcare, some of these other areas. And when it comes to affordable housing, I feel like that there's no difference. One in four of our residents are 65 and older. 
that tells us we have a lot of seniors that need additional care, right, and more resources than we currently provide. But it also tells us that we have a lot of mature minds, a lot of people who are experts and subject matter experts in many areas that we could tap into for task forces. And I would recommend for healthcare, for housing, in other areas that we would do that, we would consider task forces. And this was also included in the 2006 strategic plan. But for me, my suggestion to at least address or begin to address the housing crisis, one of the things that I would like to see is we explore affordable dwelling units or, or excuse me, accessible dwelling units or ADUs, which can be done in a number of ways. So thinking primarily about seniors, not so much, unfortunately, about the lower income folks, but even potentially lower income folks, if we have good enough parcels to develop for these folks, what I would like to see is the ADUs and what that could potentially look like is if you have an existing single family home and you have, let's say, upwards of an acre of land, you could put one of those, what they now call tiny homes, or one of those smaller size homes, a little farther in the back, where someone who's older, an older member of your family, or even uh, one of your children who you would like to see leave and go out on their own, but maybe not too far, maybe they could take up residence in that particular structure. You can also build out an attachment to your existing home, bringing back some of the in-law suite uh, type spaces, And people are even building above and below garages to create apartment-type spaces. So we're seeing more of a return to what we were seeing back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And I think we need to be smarter and we need to be creative and strategic as to how we address this. It's It's not always necessarily about creating these large, expansive developments, sometimes in just for just a short term. It is about thinking about ADUs, and I know the AARP are big proponents of ADUs, and so when you are talking about seniors being 25% of the population, I think that's a great place to start. I know Pike County currently has a SHARE program, which is almost like a coordinated roommate-type system Mm -hmm. where folks 60, 60 and over can put an ad out or go through the county's Department on Aging and say, hey, I've got an available space. Someone of the same age can say, hey, I need a space. A background check is done, and they share the space, they share bills and things like that. That may not work for everybody. And some people really like to live independently. And so that's why I'm more of a proponent for the ADUs in the short term. But I certainly would recommend a robust task force, not just for the housing, but other areas of concern. Let's move on to opioids. Uh, Opioid Mm -hmm. addiction is a concern not throughout the nation, but also in rural areas like Pike County. Do you believe the county is currently taking significant action, enough action to address this issue? And what additional measures do you believe can be implemented? And how do you plan to contribute to the positive change in this regard? Okay. My career here in the Poconos began, actually, my volunteer career as far as this portion of it, began with me giving uh, community community sessions on opioid addiction. One of the first ones I gave was dealing with the addicted and I would have folks who were recovering or or fresh out of rehab give talks to the community to explain what being addicted to opioids looks like for them, what their stories were. So we would remove some of the stigma associated with people being vocal about their addiction or vocal about their struggle. And so we could all coalesce around each other and give each other support. But in that time and during that particular first forum, what I realized was there were a lot of people in the audience 
who were not just curious onlookers, but they were actually family members of folks who were struggling with the similar addiction. And what I also came to learn was that we're, there were a lot of retirees, grandparents, and also family members who were raising the children of the addicted because they were incarcerated or had overdosed, unfortunately. And so when you're talking about addiction, you're not just talking about the person struggling with the disease. You're talking about their family, their spouse, their children, their loved ones, coworkers, anyone who cares about them. They're also being subjected to trauma, right? They're also being adversely affected by this person's disease. And so I applaud the work that's been done thus far by the commissioners with respect to the opioid crisis to the extent that Carbon Monroe Pike Drug and Alcohol Commission that we associate ourselves with as far as the county, they do a great job working with nonprofit organizations and community groups about having similar discussions, and they will do through those through those uh, community groups and nonprofit organizations, they will do Narcan uh, trainings and they will distribute Narcan. I'm of the mindset that every household in Pike County should have a supply of Narcan because we know that this, unfortunately, this disease is spreading faster than it can be contained. When you think about horse tranquilizers and other things being introduced and combined with opioids and fentanyl and things like that, the chance of people dying has dramatically increased. And what we are finding is that people are coming home from work and they're finding loved ones who they had no idea were suffering from an addiction, lying in the throes of an overdose or sitting in their car in the driveway in the throes of an overdose and being able to to reach that Narcan and get them some type of help until real help can arrive, I think is paramount. The problem is the nonprofit and community groups Again, that also speaks to transportation, and that's another one of my issues. Everybody doesn't have the means to go out and attend these events, or they may not necessarily have the time. So I have located a particular nonprofit group that is willing to mail Narcan to residents if they create an account on a particular website and go through a short quiz and a brief training on how to administer the Narcan. They will send them Narcan free of charge. Again, when it comes to being proactive, I know that Pike County received a two-part settlement. They received one prior to now, and they're expecting another $160,000. I would say, let's take that money, unless the district attorney's office or someone else already has really good use for it. I would say, let's invest in test strips so folks can determine, and it's really sad to say, but we have to be pragmatic and we have to be realistic. Folks are going to unfortunately continue in their disease until they find a way out. And while we pray for them, and we hope that we can provide resources that'll get them exactly what they need. Until they cross that threshold, we have to do as much as we can to make sure that we don't lose more people. And so by providing test strips that will detect fentanyl, by encouraging more communication and more opportunities for Pike County residents to become educated and aware without feeling stigmatized by this, by this disease and by this problem, we will be able to better tackle it and we will be able to find ways to reach more people who are struggling with this addiction. But again, it's so multi-layered. We cannot help them without providing healthcare resources that they will need here in this county. If they have to travel too far, I can promise you it probably will not occur. So we need to be able to do that. We need to bring more behavioral health uh, options to the table as well. And we need to address mental health. It's all, it all works together in my mind. Uh, finally, uh, Krista, before we go, uh, why should folks 
vote for you when it comes to this election day coming up? Why should it vote for you over at the other commissioners? I say there's nothing like a fresh set of eyes, right, to come into a room and look at something that other people may have been looking at so long they no longer see. And when you think back to what I said at the very beginning of our discussion, that the 2006 strategic plan has dust on it. I'm ready to come in and dust off that almost 600-page plan and let's get to work. Let's go through every single item in that plan and make sure that we are properly addressing it. Those that have been addressed, we can check off and move on to the next. We must have someone that is willing to be proactive. We must have someone that is going to be a strong voice for the people and dissent when necessary. We need someone who is not going to be a rubber stamp and just go along to get along. We need someone who is going to be focused, who is going to be independent, who is going to be respectful, but who is going to be strong and firm when it comes to what they believe is best for the people, but it's also inclusive and who was willing to say, I am not the greatest mind at the table and I'm not the only mind at the table. I encourage discussion. I encourage healthy discussion. And it is then and only then combined with a proactive approach that we will get out of 2006. We're talking to Chris Caceres, who's running for Pike County Board of Commissioners on the Democratic line. Thank you so much for talking to us and letting letting us know your thoughts on the issues. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and you have a great day.